June 2024, you are listening to Living Proof, the cultural archive of real lives happening. Issue six of Living Proof magazine features graffiti writers Katsu and Camel, skateboarders Sean Powers and Tino Razo, rappers YL and Starker, and artists Nicole McLaughlin, Nate Lohman, Fei Weiwei, Tom Hardwick Allen, Ned Vina, and Tao Lin. Available now on our Patreon and online shop. Live Improve Magazine, Katsu Issue, June 2024. So anyway, I went there for a year. I never got a job. I was fucking racking over there the whole time. And I was painting. Six months in, uh, I get busted. Uh, and it was like really fucked, man. Like The details of it, I really don't even want to get into because it just involves so many people. Um, so yeah, so so one day, it's like a morning time, and we're going to paint, we're going to paint this yard, and um, and we get busted just before going in, and everyone's in worker uniforms, and, and it's fucked up. Uh, after that, the house gets raided from the raid. Uh, it's like central bookings here, you know, like... We went to bookings, and then uh, we ended up. Go- oh, I ended up, and one of my other co-defendants ended up going to jail. At the at that point, the third um, had bailed out, which was, you know, my best friend. So we get. Uh, so I get. Lo- I'm just going to talk from my perspective. Yeah. Here. So I get locked up. I bail out like within a week or something like this. Um, and like just being like in jail for like those few days was like, um, like an amazing experience to be honest. You know. Um. And I'll get back into that. But, yeah, um, so I bail out at the end of the of the week. And basically from then on, like, to be honest, I should have just stayed in jail. If I would have really, like, at the time I was just panicking because I was locked up abroad, like, literally, like the fucking TV show. And I just, I don't know. Like, I was just like, I just need to get out, you know. So I bailed out. But the bail conditions that I had were fucked and like mentally I super spiraled um and I think like how we were just talking about like the whole socialization thing I think it would have been better to stay in jail where I could have socialized I came out from jail and obviously like as you know you may be familiar with it's like if you catch a serious case like your friends like your cancer you know nobody wants to get next to you and that's how it was so basically like it was just crazy, dude. Like, the whole case to resolve took about, like, six months of fighting it, you know, in and out of court. Uh, at some point, I was able to get, like, my bail conditions, like, reformed, and I, like, moved out of the state. That's how I ended up in the rainforest. Because um, I just, like, if basically if I, like, moved out of the state, I could, like, get out of these, like, crazy bail conditions. Like, I had a curfew. I was on basically house arrest for 13 hours of the day. Uh, and they would literally come check in my house like knock on my door all hours of the night it was super psychological like warfare type shit um i had to go check in at the police station like twice a week uh all my shit got fucking seized in this raid you know um i had to get a new phone a new sim and it's like it's not here i can't just go into t-mobile like that is such a mission like oh yeah it was crazy man so the fucked up part about all this was like you know, uh, in the midst of like all this raid, my best friend just so happens that my best friend came to visit me from New York. And uh, 
she came to visit me and she has nothing to do with anything. And she got, because she was in the house while, you know, we all got raided and stuff. And obviously, I mean, they were able to connect her to at least that we were about to enter the yard. Um, you know, she ended up sitting in jail for four months because she wasn't able to bail out due to like some bureaucratic shit. Um, and I think like the most amazing thing about it is that um, the kind of like the most fucked up part about it was that she didn't have anything to do with anything. And, uh, you know, she was offered an opportunity to, um, you know, they said like in the beginning when when she first was locked up, they were like, yeah, hey, like we'll we'll let you go and we'll send you back home uh, if you just give up your friend. And she didn't, mm-hmm. you know, and she sat for four months. And um, I guess it's just like, yeah, it's it's um, it's a lot for me, you know, like that part, cause um, that's my best friend, and yeah, yeah. like I feel like just by like associating with me, like I got her into like some shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also like the actual show of friendship and loyalty was just like something I didn't even expect that, you know. Um, so probably like that was like just one of the hardest things about um. All of that. Uh, in the end, uh, after six months, we, uh, I mean, the case went pretty terribly. Pretty much like I shouldn't have even bothered fighting it. Um, Australia is like really intense with how they, inv- like they knew everything, everything, everything. Uh, all my like side words because they, they all connected everything to cell phone pings. You know, cell but phone what? cell phone pings, like when your phone like pings on the tower and like you could, it'll, that's crazy. It like shows where you are and yeah, it was just crazy. Um, I mean like now it's like it, now it's totally like par for the course. It's like totally standard, but at the time it just, and also too, like I was like on holiday, like it was just like a joke to me at that, like, you know what I mean? I didn't care. Um, or I wasn't, I wasn't, not that I didn't care, but I wasn't so concerned. Um, but they knew everything, you know, they knew all the side names. They knew uh, the cars that we drove to get there because also this like CCTV shit, like as we were talking about, like with London. Um, yeah, it, w- it was really intense. Um, and just like coming from New York and like here, they don't really have like the same finances to investigate things, you know? So seeing like what it is when someone really throws the book at you like that, um, that was humbling for sure. Um, yeah, I paid like a bunch of money in restitution because at the time, like, as I said, I was like, I'm never going back home. So even though everything was fucked up there, I was still like, I'm still not going back home. Like, I have to make it, I have to figure it out here, you know? Um, So I was just kind of, like, hell-bent on trying to, like, maybe by chance they renew my visa. But uh, by the the time everything, uh, you know, occurred, my my case had closed and my visa was expiring. They were like, yeah, hell no. Actually, like, your visa's canceled and you have seven days to, like, get the fuck out. Um, So I am banned from Australia, uh, sadly. Uh, I feel like in retrospect, it would have been cool to like do more nature stuff. I was so just like focused on like getting money and painting and eating good food. <laughs> um, you know that I think there there's so much cool, like the real reasons why people go to Australia, like 
to go to the outback and things like that. Like I never really did stuff like that. But I saw like I went to Perth and a lot of Australians themselves don't even go to Perth. It's actually one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in the world. 